Hello, Pick and Pop listeners. Welcome back to the show. And we have Charles here as always. Um, and we have a lot to talk about today. We've got some NFL stuff. We got some NBA stuff. And we're super excited. So we're just going to get started. Um, so first of all, we um, we all watched the Super Bowl last uh, last weekend, last Sunday. And a lot happened, obviously. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Chiefs. Um, 31 to 9 was the final score or 35 to 9. I'm not exactly sure what the final score was. 31 to 9, okay. So that was the final score and the Bucks just looked a lot better than the Chiefs. Um What what happened then? Tell me what happened. Um the O-line just decided that the Mahomes' body means nothing. All right. The most in NFL history ever, Mahomes ran uh, while in the pocket. He was just running across the entire field because as soon as he snapped the ball, the entire Buccaneers defense was coming for his head. And they didn't, they didn't even blitz once, but the O-line was so bad. Obviously, we lost Mitchell Schwartz, our Pro, our pro Bowl left, right tackle. In week six, we just lost our left tackle last week, and that proved how much you know offensive line means because – Every single snap, Mahomes just, was just getting chased down the field. And if I'm being honest, he played extremely well off those situations. He looked like, while I was watching that game, the only one that wanted to win the Super Bowl. Some of the throws he was making, like some of the best throws I've ever seen, and I've been watching football since I was born. Uh, that it, The receivers really just gave up on him. The line gave up on him. Not, not even that the defense was that bad, but, you know. I guess you could say the Bucks were better, but... I think we would have won if we had to help the O-line. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, and Tampa Bay, the defense, they did, they you're right, they barely even blitzed, and the offensive line was just horrible that game. Um, they didn't play good at all. And Tyree Kill never really got going. Travis Kelsey uh, didn't get going till like, the end of the game. So that was – they kind of limited those two guys and uh, put pressure on Mahomes with the four that they had. Which seemed to be a lot of pressure with zero O line. And my, what it looked like was just that the O line didn't go out to snap. It was just just Mahomes in the pocket. Like the O line didn't even exist. As soon as he snaps it, he gets chased down the back end of the field. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And some of those, um, some of those catches were catch. I mean, some of those throws were catchable, where he was spinning and still was able to throw them, and they just didn't make the plays. And if they did make some of those plays, I think the game is a lot different. Like the Tyree Kill catch in the beginning of the game, if they are up seven zero, I think it's a much different game um, than them not scoring because he he caught that. It was on his helmet. He could have caught that one too. Um. Yeah, and the penalties, the penalties. I know you're a Chiefs fan, obviously, and you might say that they were a little biased penalties, but the Chiefs made a lot of mistakes. Um, but there's no, there's no such, NFL games are never rigged. Uh, I've never used that as an excuse, especially if I have an extremely better excuse. No need for me to say. There were a lot of calls against the Chiefs in the first half, and I think that any every third down there was a holding or a pass interference. Uh, at least that's what it felt like, which, I mean, it could feel biased, but I don't really think it was. A little too many calls. Should have let him play a little bit more. That's what I think. There were penalties, but yeah, I agree. But I feel like the Chiefs should have known that that if that's how the game that they're going to be calling, they were holding them pretty much every snap, and they they called them when um when they did, and it really mattered. So the Chiefs just weren't as disciplined on the defensive side. 
I mean, on the offensive side with, uh, I mean, yeah, defensive side and Tyron Matthew, uh, beefing with Tom Brady, you know. And then Tom Brady throwing the championship, the champion, the Lombardi Trophy across the boat. Yeah, a little cocky. What if he dropped it? That wouldn't feel good. <laughs> uh, he has enough. He doesn't care about others. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, once you can start being mad at him once you have seven rings. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I think that will do it for our NFL talk because I don't really like talking about how the Chiefs got obliterated because of our O line. Um, I know Ryan wants to keep talking about it just so he can bash me, but I do, I do, I do, I do. The NBA, Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, um, are both moved out of the lineup. Until a buyout or a trade does happen, what are your thoughts on this for both for both teams, not both sides, Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons? Yeah, well, this just came out like five minutes before we started recording this, so we thought we had to talk about it. But we don't know that much whether they're requesting trades um, or if both sides have just agreed to to part ways and they'll find out a trade. But I don't really know who wants Blake Griffin. I mean, he hasn't been the same really since since uh, two seasons ago. And Andre Drummond, he could still prove some value, um, but I'm not sure really what 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 other teams would really want him. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was in preparation for this podcast. Once I saw that Andre Drummond was under these kind of circumstances, I watched a video on why Andre Drummond is one of the worst players in the league. And I saw this thing that he is like a toddler. A toddler's a little bit much. Like an eight-year-old playing, you know, you're all, all in basketball. Uh that if he doesn't get what he wants, he kind of just sulks and gets put on the bench because he, he doesn't try. You saw this in when they played the Bucks as the eight seed when the Fuse on the Pistons. And uh, I saw that after two games, they went down 2-0. He just kind of stopped trying. Obviously, he's going to get you 15-15, and 15, but, you know, he's he's not really trying his hardest to be the best at all times. So I don't really want to play like Andre Drummond on my team based on his, uh, you know, his past, uh, how he acts. But I feel like he's, he'd be a good piece for maybe a team like the Nets. Uh, he fits in well with that, uh, that Kyrie Lee Hardy yeah, the Nets. I don't know because he does. He he wouldn't solve their defensive problems. He'd solve their rebounding problems, but not their defensive problems. Um, and I don't know who they'd be able to give up. Joe Harris. I don't know. Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, a few picks. I don't know. Yeah, right, but I don't know if they are buying him out, so I don't know if the Nets really makes sense. And and then um, there's also, like, the Raptors could trade for him. Um, I don't know who they trade uh, for Andre Drummond. They don't really have anyone that they're really willing to give up. Uh, unless they're giving up Siakam, I'm not sure. I doubt it. Drum- Drummond's going to find a place to land, but the big thing for me is going to be Blank- Blake Griffin. Again, like you said, he's pro- he, he had his best season two years ago, but he what he used to be was over-the-rim kind of player. I'm catching these lobs. I'm dunking on seven-footers. Now he just kind of sits on the perimeter, takes a couple of threes, and it's really not the Blake Griffin that we saw. Obviously, he's had injuries. He's getting old. In NBA terms, he's getting old. So you know, I don't really see him fitting well on any NBA team. I would be surprised if he got, if he got signed to more than maybe $4 million after his buyout, but you know. Yeah, he would have to get bought out for him to go anywhere because no one is taking that contract. Yeah. No one's taking the $36 million. I'm not bad at it. 
as long as he's not making big money. Because Blake Griffin's still a quality player. It's just he's not as good as he once was, and that's what's putting people's thoughts about him just to keep going lower and lower. He'd be a bench player if he joined the Jazz. I think that's just the sad reality. Yeah. Maybe if he was in a better situation, I don't know. He could be better, but he's ba- he's barely even like walking down the court. I mean, his knees are just so banged up, and all he all he's doing is really shooting. So if you really value a a big man who can shoot, then I guess that that's something for you. But I don't know. I don't know what the Pistons will get for him. Probably not nothing. They'll have to buy him out. My contract. And when we go back to Andre Drummond, I think a big thing for the Cavs. If I'm the Cavaliers, uh, if a team wants him, I'll throw Kevin Love in that trade. Uh, to be honest. Yeah, get rid of both of them. I'll get rid of both of them. Uh, kill, kill two birds with one stone right there. Get rid of two big contracts and two bad locker room players. Not that Kevin Love's a bad locker room player, but, you know, he's, his stint with the Cavs is over, and uh, he got his ring, so he's, he should be moving on pretty soon. Yeah. What if he got traded to the Blazers? That would be interesting. Both of uh, them. They both get so what would, what would that trade look like? Gary Trent or, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Nurkic. Nurkic. Maybe. Yeah, I think they they have to be. Dame's not getting any younger. I don't think because I don't think the duo of CJ and Dame by itself is ever gonna win a championship. Not in this year's West. They're not beating the Lakers. They're not beating the Clippers. They're not beating the Jazz. Probably not beating the Suns. I don't know. Nuggets. Players are just getting older. It's not like Damian Lillard's 21 and CJ's 22. They're both, you know, nearing 30. So Yeah, and Nurkic isn't the player he was two years ago after those injuries. Nurk- he's very injury-prone. I think if I'm the Trailblazers, I'd rather have Drummond and Love than Nurkic. So I think that that's, that's a smart trade. Yeah, it's just both of them make so much money. They both make like $28 million a year, which is um, a little bit too much for what they've been doing this year. Although Drummond's been playing pretty good this year. Moving on. Top five teams we are reevaluating. I think we did this two, three, four weeks ago. Uh, a lot has changed since then. Uh, hopefully, Ryan doesn't have the Celtics in his top five anymore. Since they've been awful. I don't. I don't. And we're not talking about it. The Wizards. Sorry, I just had to say that. But uh, top five, number one. I'm going to go first because I feel like my number one is probably going to be more correct than yours. The Utah Jazz. Um, we have... Really beaten three uh, serious contenders. I mean, not serious contenders, but we're on a stint where we've just beaten the Warriors, the Heat, and the Bucks. Not that the Warriors or the Heat are super serious contenders, but the Bucks sure are. We're never counting a team with Giannis. And while we're playing, even the Celtics, not that you think they're serious contenders, but we beat them too. And as our schedule gets harder and harder, we have games against the Lakers, Clippers, uh, even the 76ers tonight. I think that we're going to prove that we are the best team in the league. We are right now. We're, we've won 18 of our last 19. Um, our defense is amazing. Uh, for one thing, Royce O'Neal, most underrated player in the league, in my opinion. The fact that he doesn't show up on the scoreboard at all. When we played the Bucks, guess how many points he had? Zero. But guess how many points Giannis had in the first half when he was guarding him? Or in the first, I mean, yeah, the first half when he was guarding him. 20? Uh-huh. 19. Okay, that's still a lot. No, not to, no. In the first quarter, he had nine. That's what I meant. So, for Giannis, obviously that's good. Like that's good. But for Giannis, come on. And he only ended the game with around twenty-nine. So that proves obviously it's good. But for Giannis's caliber, he could have gone off on Royce O'Neal. 
nobody knows who that is really. So I feel like our defense is you know, it's top three, and people only see it as Gobert, which I think is just so wrong. And our perimeter defense is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I might push back on that a little bit just because their their schedule has been a little bit on the easier side the past few games. Um, in in January they had a fairly easy schedule. Um, they had to play Denver and Golden State, but they weren't too they weren't too playing um great at that time. Yeah, you lost to Denver and beat them once. Um, but you beat Detroit, you beat Atlanta, you beat Charlotte, you beat Indy, you beat Boston, Milwaukee, and Miami. So quality wins, but. I'm not doubting the Jazz. I'm just interested to see what they do in the next stretch. Uh, not that they have anything really to prove to me, but like if they can beat these teams, like uh, if they can beat the Lakers, like they could they could lose to the Lakers, and I would still think highly of them. They could lose to the Sixers. It's just all how they play. If they really hang in with them, because those are those the Lakers Clipper. They play the Clippers twice. Um, and the Lakers and the Sixers in their next uh, couple of games. And if they can hang with them, because those are the top-tier contenders, and if they can beat them, then they've definitely proved to me that they're one of the best teams in the league. I don't know if number one is necessarily agreeable, but, you know. I just think that I think the Lakers have it. Anthony Davis is going to be out for a while. And one extra thing about Royce O'Neal, Jazz perimeter defenders, which one of them is Royce O'Neal, versus the top wings of our last three games, which is the Heat, before the Warriors game, the Heat, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Jimmy Butler went 3 for 10, Middleton 6 for 14, and Jason Tatum 7 for 20. So that's just proving how good our perimeter defense really is. Yeah. And not, not to mention that our offense is great. We have a bunch of guys who can go out and score 30. So, yeah. yeah. And, when Con- and um, once Conley gets back in the groove, uh, you guys will... In my opinion, we feel like the 2014-15 Atlanta Hawks. I think that's the year. Maybe yeah, I've heard that a lot recently. It's, it's that team. And I hope that we're better in the playoffs than we have been usually, but, you know. You still you still have someone. You still have something to prove. I, I get that reference. Um, my number one is the Lakers. Um, and I know the Jazz have been good lately, and they they're, that the Lakers have been good lately too, but uh, the Lakers, they're just the best team. I mean, even if they're losing some of these games, they're still the best team in the league. They still have LeBron. They still have AD. AD will be out um, indefinitely. I think he's getting an MRI today on that Achilles. Hopefully that's not anything bad. Um, and they're doing this all when Anthony Davis hasn't even played that well. Uh, he's not going to be an all-star starter. Um, he'll probably be an all-star bench player, but he hasn't been the all-NBA first-team guy he was last year. Um, he's had some good games. And uh, LeBron has really been carrying them. Not carrying them because they still have a really good team. But it, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Anthony Davis gets back and if he can really get back to that level. And even without them, even without Anthony Davis at that level, they're still playing great basketball. Um, they've still beaten some really good teams. It seems like they're on national TV every single night just playing random teams like the, the Grizzlies. Yeah, but they lost to the Nuggets last night. And um, they haven't they haven't had the toughest schedule, and they've gone into overtime against Detroit, OKC, and OKC again. So three straight overtime games. Um, but they, they're still the best team, and I wouldn't want to face them in a playoff series just because they're so experienced. Yeah, I agree. I think that the supporting cast around LeBron and AD, obviously it's top tier, so that's something to be scared about. I think they built a good team around LeBron, but with AD out. There's, LeBron can't carry that team. We've seen him that they didn't make the playoffs two years ago when it was just LeBron. 
So I think they're going to fall down in the standings. They're going to end top two. I 100% believe that when AD comes back. But Anthony Davis is a big part of that team. And with their two games back from the Jazz right now, I think the Jazz are going to hold on to that one spot for um, quite a bit longer until Anthony Davis comes back. Right. And if AD is not in that game against the Jazz, then that will give the Jazz the huge advantage. Uh, number two. My number two is the Lakers. I don't think there's a lot to be said. I think we just talked about that. Um, and we have we kind of have vice versa one and two. So yeah, I have the I Jazz. Have the yeah, I don't have much to add about the Jazz either. Just they're, they're surprised me this year. And, um, yeah, there's not much to say. They have great defense, great offense. Donovan Mitchell's playing great. Gobert's playing great. Defensive player of the year candidate. Um, all that stuff. Okay, number three, the L.A. Clippers. Kawhi and Paul George, obviously they look great, but, you know, they're not as good as the Jazz or the Lakers at this point. Uh, Paul George could very easily be an all-star starter. Same with Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard will be out of the two. Paul, not That's no bash to Paul George. He's been playing amazing this season, proving he's worth that money. Uh, but again, mm-hmm. the, money, the money we bashed. Uh... Yeah, a lot's uh, changed. Not as good as the Jazz have been. Not as good as the Lakers have been. So they have a firm three spot. They're a great team. And, you know, it's hard for me to say this because I said it so much before the season. The Clippers are contenders. Oh, Charles admitting he's wrong. All right. That's great. I have the Clippers uh, number three as well. And Paul George being out, it hasn't really affected them too much. He's been out the past, like, six games, I think. Um and they have they have the two big Utah games. They play Miami uh, tonight, and they put they play Brooklyn again um, in uh, in next Sunday. So they haven't they haven't had the toughest schedule. They lost to the Celtics. They had a few a little bit of a skid, um, but they, they, Kawhi is playing at an MVP caliber level, and he's really getting everyone involved with assists and really just being a great all around player. And PG, before he got hurt, looked like another MVP caliber player and possible all-star all-star starter, like Charles said. And everything with the Clippers, they're really proving everyone wrong. Uh, Ty Luke, my coach of the year. Uh, so the Clippers have really bounced back, and they're the number two best, uh, number three best team in the in the in the league. Yeah, Quinn Snyder's the coach of the year. Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Uh, obviously, you know who is also in the running coach of the year? Doc Rivers. Uh, obviously, Joel Embiid is, in my opinion, the MVP. It's him or Jokic. That's a coin toss. LeBron. LeBron. He, he's up there. He's, he's third. But Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind. He's playing so good. The thing is, the reason that they're three, I'm surprised they're this good, first of all, because Ben Simmons is just playing so poorly. And, and I'm going to say this. You might agree with me because you're a Celtics fan, or you might just say that I'm crazy. But I would rather have 15 or 20 starting point guards in this league over Ben Simmons. He's he's just – all he does is play, make, and de- defend, which obviously is great. But when it comes to everything else, like he's below average. If I'm being honest, I would rather have Terry Rozier right now than Ben Simmons. All right, that's going a little far. That's going a little far. I'm going to push back on that. Ben Simmons is the best – he's the best defender – All right, Ben Simmons is the best defensive wing player in the in the NBA. The third best defensive player in the NBA behind Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis. 
and he's he's now better than Kawhi perimeter defense. He guarded LeBron in their win against the Lakers, and he's guarded the other team's best perimeter player. He he's um been guarding Jason Tatum, um all all the great wings, Jimmy Butler, and he's really um limited them uh in scoring and all that stuff. And I think he's so valuable to the Sixers because he he's he's definitely overpaid. I mean, he's not he doesn't deserve the money that he gets, but what he does for that team goes beyond the stats, and he still is averaging 14 points per game, eight rebounds, and eight assists, which is pretty impressive. He's just not scoring as much. He only scored 16 points per game last year uh, and still was an all-star. He's definitely not an all-star, but I wouldn't take 15 point guards over Ben Simmons. I mean, would you take Kobe White over Ben Simmons? Yeah, but who are who are the fifteen you take over them? I know you're not going to list them all, but well, first of all, I'm taking all three of Charlotte's point guards, so that could that could count. You're taking Devonta Graham over Ben Simmons? No, probably not. But the, my point is made that he's he's extremely overrated. He's not. Okay, he's not top ten. You can say he's a great defender, but when it comes to offense, he's just not there, and he does not fit on the Sixers. They need to trade him. Him and Joel Embiid are just not. I don't know. I I think this the Simmons has been better than the stats show this year because he's 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 overpaid and overrated, but he's still been pretty good for them. He's he's just a glorified Boris Diaw. That's all you gotta know. Oh, okay. You're gonna offend some Sixers fans here. We have the same number four. Moving on to number five, I have the Phoenix Suns. Uh, obviously the third, the, the excuse me, the fourth seed in the West. But you know, I'm not gonna put the Bucks and the Nets there because. The Bucks are on a three-game losing streak. They just lost to the Thunder without Shea Gilders Alexander. I know. Endless. It was the Darius Baisley show. If we put the Bucks in the West, guess what seed they'd be? Seven. seven. Yeah. So I can't put them over any of the top seven teams that are in the West. Right. The no other East team really comes close to this top five, other than the 76ers. Um, but so that's why I'm gonna put the Suns as the next best team. Um, their their big three is one of the best big threes. Even though you could put the Nets, who have the best big three. But uh, honestly, I don't think Harden's really helped that team get any better. They're kind of the same caliber that I thought they were without Harden, but their defense just got worse after that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're going to put up a lot of points. I just have the Suns because their defense is good, their offense is good. Chris Paul is playing amazing, and they're just clicking all together. So I can't really put an East team. I'm going to put the Suns. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I agree with the Suns. Devin Booker's been playing better recently. Chris Paul has been playing better, and their role players have been playing good. Um, but I have the Nets over the Suns just because if if they had Kevin Durant in a few of those games, they probably would have won them. He was out with the COVID, the weird COVID contact tracing um, that shouldn't have even really happened in the first place. Um, but that's a different topic. And I just can't put them not in the top five because when they are all healthy, when they're all bought in, they they're they're so good offensively, not defensively. Obviously, they really can't stop anyone. They can't stop Detroit. They lost to Detroit um, on Tuesday. They they uh, beat Indiana and they beat Golden State a few nights ago, which was a pretty impressive win. Even though Golden State played bad, but to say they got worse after they got James Harden is just wrong. Because no, no, I, I didn't say they got worse. I said they just didn't get a lot better. I'm not saying their defense got a whole lot worse. Yeah, it definitely did. They did not get a whole lot better, which is what they're going for with this trade. I think they're on the same caliber because of how many points they're allowing their opponents to score. 
I'm not saying that their team got worse. By no means. James Harden's a top 10 player. All three of the players on that team are top 10 players. Not Kyrie Irving. Uh, but he's top 13, top yeah. Player. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that they got worse by any means. They just didn't get as much better as was expected when that James Harden, James Harden deal went down. Yeah, well, it's no surprise. They have no bench. I mean, they're probably their fifth best player is Bruce Brown, um, which probably isn't great. Uh, and they have pretty much no depth. DeAndre Jordan's been nowhere this whole season, and he can't defend anyone. Shamit's not been good, um, and a lot of their guys just haven't really been playing. They don't go. They don't go really deep, and they're really relying on those top three guys. And if that's how they want to play. Um, and they're winning like that, then that's totally fine because they know what they they know what they need. They just need to get stops at the end of the games, and I think they can do that at the end of the games. Yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that the Nets aren't even in the Western playoffs if they're in the West. So that's that's just that's just what's leaning me against it. Obviously, on paper, that team's incredible. Well, they'd be in the West playoffs if they were in the West. They? They'd be like seven or eight. Right, right, right. They're three. They're three in the East. Uh, they would be eight if they were in the West, which is crazy because at the beginning of the season we said the East is better than the West, which is not looking too good right now. Bad take. It it, it was kind of true at the time, but like some of those other teams have bounced back. So. Okay. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up. I hope you guys had a, are having a great day. I know we didn't talk about football as much as you would hope. Uh, it's just a sore subject in my brain right now. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But I hope our NBA takes, you know, kind of made up for it. Yep. Um, hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Follow Pickin underscore pop on Instagram and have an amazing day. Peace. Yep. Thank you guys for listening.